1: Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Wednesday the 12th of April. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. The federal government is banning TikTok from all government devices. It follows an extensive review into the social media app by the Home Affairs Department with security concerns raised over the app. Concerns that user data could be accessed by the Chinese Communist Party. So what's caused the ban and what does it mean for the future of the app here in Australia? We're going to let you know in a deep dive, but first, Sam, the headlines.
0: Julian Lisa resigned as the Shadow Minister for Indigenous Australians and Shadow Attorney General yesterday. His decision was due to the Liberal Party's opposition to a constitutionally enshrined Indigenous voice to Parliament, with Lisa saying he was in a different position to a majority of his party room. The Voice is not about special privileges. It is about recognising that Indigenous Australians are our brothers and sisters and we have left them behind in our shared national project.
1: The Australian and Chinese governments have struck a deal that may end trade tariffs on Australian barley. The tariffs have effectively blocked barley trade with China since 2020, after the then-Morrison government called for an independent inquiry into the origins and response to COVID-19. The federal government has agreed to suspend its international dispute over the tariffs while China undertakes a review.
0: The hackers responsible for last month's data breach of Latitude Financial Services have issued a ransom demand. Details from approximately 14 million customers were stolen in the breach, which Latitude said originated from one of its major trading partners – Latitude has already said it won't pay the ransom, saying there's no guarantee that doing so would result in a positive outcome for customers.
1: And the good news, five new tree frog species have been found by an Australian scientist in Papua New Guinea. The frogs are from the wet mountain forest areas in the central mountain range of PNG and were collected over a 30-year period. They include one that actually camouflages with bird droppings. There you go, Sam. Researchers said this study will support conservation efforts. Last week, the federal government announced that TikTok would be banned from all federal government devices. The Victorian and New South Wales governments have also said that they will be banning the app on their devices. This is just the latest in a wave of bans around the world with countries like Canada, the US, UK and New Zealand already having these kinds of restrictions in place.
0: It sucks, Zara, because I was just starting to like our TikTok producer, Chloe. <laughs> she was really starting to grow on me. And um, nah, don't worry, Chloe, your time on the TDA TikTok is far from over.
1: Chloe, if you're listening to us, your job is safe. This ban by the federal government doesn't mean that they're going to ban TikTok Australia-wide. It only applies to devices that are issued by Commonwealth departments and agencies. So if your phone has been given to you by your work, which is either a federal government agency or department... You're not allowed to have TikTok on that specific device, though what you do on your own personal device is up to you.
0: That's a huge relief, especially for the uh, TikTok diehards amongst us. Now, this order came from the Attorney General, Mark Dreyfus. Mm. What was his reasoning?
1: Well, what it all comes down to is concerns over security and foreign interference. In a statement, the AG, Mark Dreyfus, said that he made his choice after receiving advice from intelligence and security agencies. It's understood that he was also informed by a review into foreign interference through social media applications, but that hasn't been publicly released yet, so we don't know what else is in it. But we do know that it helped to inform this decision.
0: Okay, so not much concrete information there, but from what we know already, why would TikTok be a potential security and foreign interference risk?
1: Well, I think before I answer that, it's a good thing to say that a lot of us feel like sacrificing some level of privacy and data is one of the prices that we pay to be on social media. But what makes TikTok perceived as a higher risk, especially to the government, is that it's owned by a Chinese company called ByteDance. In 2017, China's national intelligence law came into effect, which meant that organisations in China have to cooperate with state intelligence agencies. So in other words, under law, ByteDance could potentially have to share TikTok's user data with the Chinese government. TikTok has always been adamant and still to this day remain adamant that they don't share Australian user data with the Chinese government. Lee Hunter, who's the boss of TikTok Australia, has also said he's extremely disappointed by the ban of TikTok on Commonwealth devices and he's labelled it as driven by politics and not by fact. This is Hunter speaking to 60 Minutes last month.
0: I do think TikTok is being unfairly targeted. I think a lot of the time we're dealing with accusations, misinformation, a lot of political theatre, frankly, and I don't think it's based on evidence.
1: Now, it's hard to know for sure because, as I said, the Attorney General hasn't exactly spelled it out, but... It is possible that one of the concerns around TikTok on the devices of government officials is that other information on their phones could actually put them at risk. So either as a blackmail target or to profile people's movements and habits for potential espionage. One of the things that I learned while researching this topic was that gay dating app Grindr also used to be owned by a Chinese company. Did you know that?
0: No, I didn't know that. Neither
1: did I. So Grindr was bought out in 2016 by a Chinese company called Beijing Kunlun Tech, which the US perceived as a risk to their national security. So after significant pressure from a US national security panel, the app was actually sold to an investor group with at least one US investor in 2020. While the national security panel didn't give too much information surrounding their concerns, There was speculation at the time about the highly sensitive nature of the information that was provided on Grindr, which is, as I said, a dating app, so would have deeply personal information, and the security risk it could pose. If we go back to the case of TikTok, though, both US President Joe Biden and former US President and future potential President Donald Trump have tried to reach a similar outcome and to get TikTok to sell to a North American company. That conversation seems to have stalled, though, and in the meantime, legislation's been introduced to potentially ban TikTok in the US altogether. And I am on TikTok, and a couple of weeks ago I saw all these goodbye videos of, like, famous TikTokers waving goodbye and crying, and it was because they thought that TikTok was going to shut down the next day. And
0: was that in time with the Congressional Committee hearing where lawmakers questioned TikTok's CEO?
1: It was. So every... Second video was someone crying and then interspersed with that was TikTok CEO Zi Chu appearing, as you said, in the U.S. Congress. That was part of a committee hearing that was looking into how to safeguard American data privacy and to protect children from online harms. Throughout his appearance, Chu asserted that ByteDance, which, as I said, was TikTok's parent company, is not an agent of China and that, in particular, U.S. data is safe on the app.
0: Our approach has never been to dismiss or trivialize any of these concerns. We have addressed them with real action. Now, that's what we've been doing for the last two years, building what amounts to a firewall that seals off protected US user data from unauthorized foreign access. The bottom line is this. American data stored on American soil by an American company overseen by American personnel.
1: So as part of these sort of negotiations about what happens to TikTok's future, the company has pledged to relocate US user data to servers that are based locally in the US to mitigate fears as such that the Chinese government has access to data that's stored in servers in China. The FIN here in Australia is reporting that the Australian government is considering a similar project to bring Aussie data to servers here locally as part of a national data security action plan.
0: So Zara, in light of everything that we've talked about today, Mm -hmm. the security fears around the world and the Commonwealth bans now in Australia – are Australian politicians actually leaving the app?
1: Well, that was my question, and we reached out to a bunch of different pollies because there are a lot of politicians on TikTok. I mean, if you think about it, it is like the preeminent way to reach the young audience, especially mm. those kind of 18 to 24s that are really hard to engage. Some of the people who told us they planned to stay on the app included Federal Minister for the Environment and Water, that's Tanya Plibersek. Labor backbencher Julian Hill, who was one of the early adopters of the app, and South Australian Premier Peter Malinaskis. Just to clarify, though, these politicians can continue to have TikTok on their personal phones. They just can't be doing anything on their government phones. Victorian Premier Dan Andrews has said he plans to delete his account. And new New South Wales Premier Chris Minns has already deleted his. He was very, very prominent on TikTok throughout the election. So that was interesting to see. As far as any further bans in Australia go, well, we haven't had any indication from the government that a more widespread ban is on the card for people like you and me, though it is something that the opposition seems, I'd say, open to. Shadow Cybersecurity Minister James Patterson said that putting a ban on the table could make TikTok more willing to negotiate. I think that that's interesting when we consider how the government and big tech in the past have negotiated when Facebook took news off its platform entirely. Uh, and whether those sorts of negotiations break down or actually lead to a better outcome.
0: So speaking to you, Zara, as Zara, the business owner now, (laughs) do you think the Daily Oz should keep its TikTok?
1: I think it'll be interesting to read uh, the reviews and the advice that Mark Dreyfus, the Attorney General, received, because again, we haven't actually seen that. So a lot of what we're hearing about data sharing and so on is actually hearsay right now. That said, I think for us as a business who tries to meet young people where they're at, TikTok is undeniably where young Australians are. Um, I spend a lot of time on there. And you're not even young. Thank you so much, Sam. (laughs) Really needed that today. I'm not young, but our friends who deserve to and want to be engaging in the news are. And if we are trying to put news in front of them when they're on their social travels, at this point I think that that should include TikTok where a lot of that 18 to 24 demographic are and there is a lot of misinformation on that app and so I think that if we can fill that vacuum with factual uh, information-based reporting then that is a good thing to be doing but I mean these things change on a daily basis and it's difficult to know what the future holds.
0: I know this isn't the last time we're going to be talking about TikTok on this podcast and I know that a lot of you guys listening have a lot of questions as users of the app yourself. We don't have all the answers, particularly around cybersecurity and some of that kind of more technical side, but we are going to talk to a security expert. So let us know what questions you have and we'll work on an episode for you.
1: Thanks for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you learnt something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every weekday morning. We'll be back again tomorrow morning, but until then, have a brilliant day.